Blog Talk Radio. I'm in New York now, dusting off my snowsuit. Going to be ready to ski down 7th Avenue tomorrow. Do you hear we're getting a big storm? No, I didn't know. It's not warming <laughs> up yet. <laughs> no, I'm ready for summer, though. Well, before you started your uh, modeling agency, you already had a career in fashion. So for the listeners that uh, aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about your background in the industry. Yes, I had many positions in the fashion industry. I was a clothing production manager. I owned a clothing license, and I designed my own outerwear line. I was a sales rep just before becoming a professional fit model, and that's how I kind of segued into the fit modeling industry. I used to travel the country to the trade shows and sell the garments to the retails, and all I wanted to do was sell, sell, sell. And since it was in my nature to wear so many hats, I posed as a model, I was the sales rep, I'd help clean up after the show was over, but mainly me putting on the clothes to sell to the buyers. Everyone kept saying, you look just like our fit model, you fit the clothes the way our fit model does, you should be a fit model. 
And I had to say, you know, I do know what a fit model is because my father owned clothing factories. So kind of have fashion in my blood. He's a, of Italian. He was born in Italy, and he was a pattern maker, and he owned clothing factories here in New York. And my grandmother was a seamstress. She worked in factory sewing suits. So I kind of grew up around the sewing machine, the factories, designing my own clothes. When I'd have parties, I was like, oh, I'm envisioning this, and I want to make this. And my mom loved it when I took over the uh, – the basement and I'd be dyeing my clothes and bleaching my clothes and tearing apart and sewing them back together again. So I learned how garments are created. So it was kind of a natural progression when I got called uh, on many, by many agencies to mm-hmm. become a fit model. And, uh, now, at decided, the height of your fit modeling career, what size were you? I was a size 8. But back then, okay. I, I was a fit model for 20 years, and I have to tell you, we've come a long way in the industry, and I'm glad to, to see it happening and help creating it to be accepted for all sizes because I was an eight, and they used to look at me as I was, like, you know, obese or something. Uh, top designers oh, really? would put me next to, yeah, top designers would put me next to some high school girls that were, like, half the width that I was and about – six inches, seven inches taller than me. They were literally over six feet tall, some of them, and they they were always unhappy if they couldn't get that proportion on the production model. So it was, I used to try and tell them, like, you're so warped. Like, people don't even look like that. It might be interesting to design on that, but you can't sell clothes. You need real people, you know? So right. I was I was with a major um agency for fit modeling at first and they were one of the first to have a plus division and i just always see people as people no matter what size they are so i just gravitated to the most passionate fun group in the in the bunch and i was like the token size eight to go out with the uh full figure division many times in the beginning uh, of my well now, career this is interesting what you're saying because i thought a size 8 model being considered plus was something fairly new in the industry with the, you know, recently. But you're telling me even 20 years ago, a size 8 was plus size 2? No, 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 I was not plus. They did okay, the view okay. from the designers. No, I was a standard okay. straight size model, but okay, okay. the designers would – view me as very large. They never looked at anyone over my size, usually. Okay, I see what you're saying. And so mm-hmm. how did true model management come about? Because you started off as your first client, correct? Exactly. I really did not start true to be a full-fledged business. I started just to manage my own career. I was with a big agency, and I found that um, I could do – I was – naturally scouting models every day to be my substitute because I was so busy and couldn't handle it. So I was friends with all different agencies and would say, hey, you know, A model, you look great for this big agency, and B model, you look great for this one. You know, I should hook you up with them because we can all work and you could sub for me. And I was always into helping others and, you know, creating win-win situations. It was just my my nature to introduce people to each other. So when I went out on my own, everyone's like, well, people actually were asking me to do it many years before, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do business. I'm, you know, I'm going to be a fit mom. I'm going to do something else after, get out of the fashion industry. But it kept pulling me back in. Someone told me, once you get in this business, you can't get out. It's a passionate business, and the people are fantastic. So it was really a natural, um, it was kind of an, or another organic pro- 
progression from fit modeling to my own agency and then managing other models because everyone kept asking me. They're like, oh, you know, can I work for this client? Can you get me in? Or I'd I'd introduce a pattern maker to a new company. So I was kind of getting people from the industry, different jobs, and, you know, being the referral and connector. So one day in 2000, uh, a couple few years ago, I got pregnant, I had cancer, and I had to stop work like within one day. So the day that I had to stop working, the woman I had hired to manage me at the time through True said, you know, should we just take the calls now and, you know, bring, you know, these people together? So it kind of just happened, and then it's just snowballed so, since so then. So you decided and, to go all the way with the agency when you got sick because you can stay in the office and work? Pretty much. It was, well, it was, it was when I got pregnant that I couldn't work anymore because I couldn't be my size. I could go back if I wanted to, but by that time, the business had taken off. It, it like, you know, catapulted very quickly, and uh, it's been exponentially growing ever since. So so that was the reason why I started taking on and representing other people was because okay. I wasn't going to be working. Right, right. So tell me how did you – uh, how did the plus size market capture your interest? Because not all agencies include plus. Yeah, well, that pretty much with everything in my life. Since I genuinely love people and you know I try to see the good in everyone, and I do what I can to help others around me. We posted something on True's Facebook recently, a quote that. Um, it's kind of the spirit behind the true brand, and it said something like inspiring others towards happiness brings you happiness. So okay. a friend invited me on the full-figure Fashion Week boat cruise, and we just had a great time dancing all night, having fun, and just kept meeting people. And I just started getting calls and requests like, hey, can you introduce me to so-and-so? I know you know this person. So I just started referring one person to another. We started in fit modeling because that's – you know, my expertise, and I teach at Fashion Institute Technology for fitting. And after winning full-figured Fashion Week Agency of the Year last year, then people started calling us for print, too. So, Oh, so that award helped you expand in other areas. Definitely. Hmm. And yeah. I noticed on your, on your website you have plus models, and straight size models mixed up together. Now, was that a conscious decision? Yeah, it was. We we think of all models just as models, and but um, we are going to be since we've grown so much and we represent many models. We're going to be dividing it by sizes, by gender, by plus. So there's actually something very exciting happening for our new plus division. We will be introducing a new director very soon, and I'd love for you to interview her so you could hear from her firsthand, but uh, we're not making the announcement just yet. Um, So we just think everyone is um, equal time and attention, so we didn't really feel like we had to separate it. But since we're growing, we need different people to manage each one, so it won't just be separating like plus. You know, it'll be print and fit and plus and different sizes, so... 
Now tell me about some of the um, success stories you've had with the Plus Models represented at your agency. Oh, that's great. I love, uh, let's see, well, we, I want to start with Aaliyah, who won Plus Night Out. She was our winner, and she's a fresh new face to the industry, and she started right out with Ashley Stewart and doing fashion to figure um, print work now. She was featured in Linus and Scorch and Evolve and several other publications. We... Um, also love, or I love, Naima. She started just about a year ago, and she was very green at first, but she caught on very quickly, and she just has a positive enthusiasm about her. The special thing about her is she can do what few models can do. She can cross over between fit work and print work. So mm-hmm. this year she's landed some really exciting jobs, you know, in fit with Victoria's Secret and David's Bridal and several other major companies. And she does a lot of print and e-commerce and then just actually landed her first campaign with Ashley Stewart. So that's very that's pretty amazing that in your first year you land a campaign. So we're very excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Now you just mentioned that few models can go in between fit modeling and print modeling. Now explain to us why that is so. Well, they have somewhat different requirements, and the directors and the technical designers often look for different things than a design or creative director looks for. I would say in fit modeling, you need to be very, very well-proportioned, you know, from shoulder down to your hips, and you need to be very smooth and toned, and they really scrutinize every part of your your body specs, your measurements, that you have to maintain the same measurements day after day because you are the production fit model. They're modeling clothes that go, get sold to the store. So if, you know, the model fluctuates, that's a big problem. Um, a good fit model stays the same all the time. In print, they're usually looking for, um, you know, they need the beautiful skin tone and the photogenic f- features, but they don't necessarily always have to be the same size, top and bottom. And there are most women, you know, could be one size on the top, one size on the bottom. And a lot of the print models are very tall. Not all. They could okay. be any size, really. But um, for fit modeling, you know, they usually cap it at a certain height because you're supposed to be the average person. So, so it's a little bit different you, requirements. What would you say is the most in-demand size right now uh, for plus models in fit? I'd say in print it's about for us like a 16 18 but then we get other clients that want the plus model that's really not so plus you know um like a 14 then in fit modeling it's about 18 20 it's most popular now do you ever represent anyone over 18 for fit modeling or for anything or is 18 the highest you go Yes, um, 24 is currently the highest, but if a client has a request for another, we have a lot of resources to hold castings for any size that they need, and we also have um, big and tall men 
and some of those are up to oh. like size fifty-four. Size fifty-four. I didn't know that. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So since, yeah, I, I read that you have a degree in health counseling. Now, how do you incorporate that into your business? Basically, I try to incorporate health and fitness and into everything that we do when we sponsor some athletic events. We had a kickball team, and we donated all the money to cancer research. We were the winner, actually, so that's why we were able to donate. We got um, the prize money and donated. But we, um, I just believe in a healthy mind and a healthy attitude and doing what you can to be the best person that you are. So it just comes naturally if someone comes to me with an issue they have, whether it's something, you know, for eating or a medical concern, of course, I, you know, refer them to a doctor for medical concerns. But if it's general eating and wellness, you know, I'll take what I've learned from my health coaching and try and steer them in the best way and be a positive influence. So you're into holistic medicine? I'm into both. I think that, um, you know, we need some Western medicine for certain things, but I like to try the holistic approach first. It's definitely mm-hmm. worked for me in different aspects of my life. I've seen it work for other people. If you change your diet and you can cure a lot of things before you, re- you know, resort to depending on medicine. I'm really not like a prescription person. Of course, I'll take it if I definitely need it. I'm really sick, but Mm-hmm. I don't really. I don't. That's not the first place I go. I'll, I'll try and assess what I'm doing, and and just because I believe in holistic and you know eating well, of course I you know have my times of eating whatever I want, and you know. Right. Overall, I try, try to, get, to have a good your, sense of your models having a healthy lifestyle, no matter what size they are. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I have models who come in here, and the first thing they say, it happens very often. What size will get me the most work? What do I have to do? Do I need to lose weight? Do I need to gain weight? And they're just, like, willing to do anything. And I'm, the first thing I tell them is go home, get, uh, you know, if they're not in, like, a stable, they don't have a stable weight or, you know, they're fluctuating, I'll just say go be healthy. I'll give them some advice of what they should do for uh, diet and exercise. And once they've stabilized and they're happy and healthy and this is the weight they want to maintain long term, then come back to me and then we'll place you. So I do turn people away if I see that their weight or if we sign them on and then we see they're fluctuating a lot, I'll say, okay, let's just, you know, take a breather, go relax, get, you know, stable and healthy and then come back and whatever you are naturally and you're happy being, we'll place you as you are. Well, that's awesome. Now, I know a lot of people listening are interested in how to submit for your agency. So, number one, are you looking for new models to sign? And if so, how do you go about submitting? Uh, We are always looking. We're always welcoming new people. And you can go to our website at truemodel.net. It's T-R-U-E, model, M-O-D-E-L. There's no S, just truemodel.net. And you can also go to our Facebook, it's True Model, and like us there. And if you want to go to Instagram, our Twitter handle, it's at True Model, and then it's MGT for the management, at True Model MGT. And so do you look for models um, exclusively in New York, or do you look for models um, all over the United States? 
We look all over the United States. Our concentration is on New, in, I mean, in New York and Los Angeles, but we do scout models from everywhere, especially now with um, the division for print. We models can be pretty much anywhere. Most of the fit work is in New York and L.A., but our models do get flown all around the country to fit as well. And if they want to become a model, I forgot to tell you that when you go to the website, you go to a section called Become a Model, and you can apply there. You just upload a couple pictures and your measurements and some information about you, and we'll get back to you if you have the chance to, uh, if you fit some of our requirements. And one more, more time, what is the official website? True, T-R-U-E, model, M-O-D-E-L, dot net, N-E-T. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you and continued success with everything you have going on. Thank you so much, Sinise. I look forward to seeing you either down south or out west in New York. We'll travel yes. to see you. You're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, and keep in touch. I'll speak with you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And up next on the show is Alaris Cross. This modeling pioneer dubbed the body and the Naomi Campbell of Plus certainly came from humble beginnings. When starting out, her statuesque form, cat-like eyes, full lips, and caramel complexion got lyrics in the door of most model agencies, but her derriere landed her on the shelf. Lyrics received rejection after rejection due to her voluptuous shape. And even though she chose an East Coast giant, Wilhelmina Models as her mother agency, casting reps were still requesting that she first lose weight and then come back in six months. The industry did not know how to market her powerful curves. Instead of giving in to their demands or giving up on what she believed was her calling, Lyrics took matters into her own hands and created the vision for them. She became her own agent and utilized the urban market to achieve her dreams. Lyrics began to spread like wildfire. Essence, Honey, Double XL, The Source, and Black Applicants magazines were the first to believe in her vision. Men, women, and young girls from all walks of life started to buzz about the impact Lyrics had in the mainstream magazines that she was the only model who represented reality. Today, Lyrics is sharing her knowledge of the industry to inspiring plus-size models in her life of a working model boot camp, and it debuted this past weekend in New York, and we're going to hear all about it. Let's welcome Lyris to the show. Wow, thank you so much for such a beautiful introduction. Well, thank you for being on the show. You're doing amazing things, and you've been in the modeling industry for over a decade, and you're still booking, you're still relevant, you still got it going on. Why did you decide <laughs> to bring you into doing boot camps? Well, um, I decided to do boot camps because I wanted to be able to give people a bunch of information quickly. Because um, a lot of girls hit me up. Um, a lot of women hit me up just asking me how to get into modeling, how to get their kids into modeling, how to get into plus modeling. So, you know, I can't respond to everybody, but what I could do is give them valuable information in uh, one big session and just give them kind of little activities to let you know about every aspect of the modeling industry. 
And um, this week, this actually this weekend, this past Saturday, I had my first one here in New York, and it was just simply amazing. Simply amazing. So tell me what happened, because it looked well attended, and tell me about the panelists you had speaking. Yes, um, we had about 42 women there. Um, I had women from, I had two women who flew from Portland, Oregon. I had women who uh, came from Boston, Virginia, South Carolina, um, as well as, yes, just to come to my boot camp. I mean, and Louisiana, Louisiana, North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah, so, I mean, I just, I was humbled and honored that someone, you know, people, appreciated and respected my brand that much that they would go through uh, traveling to come hear me speak. That felt awesome. And then the reviews afterwards were just, I mean, touching. One girl already booked a runway show because she went to a casting for a runway show the next day. And she said, you know, she was so thankful for the tips that she got at my boot camp the day before regarding runway because we do a a short uh, runway class for about an hour and a half to two. And um, we go over different walks. Um, I give them a bunch of information as far as, you know, uh, open calls, how to submit for an agency, test shoots, hair, makeup, uh, styling, um, you know, also – things internally that you have to deal with with modeling as far as emotionally and psychologically. I give Mm -hmm. them lots of information. And um, my panelists were awesome. I had photographer Andre Schneider. I had fit model Asia Monet. I had Mm -hmm. um, runway coach Quill Tommen. Um, I had... um, Monique Walton, who's the uh, the creative director of Ashley Stewart, she came and spoke. Uh, nice. I had Christopher Michael, who is Kimora Lee's uh, makeup artist, and um, he's done all types of work over the years um, in the top top fashion magazines. I also had Dior Savoa, uh, another working hairstylist out there. He a lot of his work is on Love and Hip Hop New York right now. Uh, I had Tiffany Bank, I had Monique Robinson, uh, both models. Um, it was just, it was awesome. I had Shantae from Everything Curvy and Cheek. She spoke about undergarments and foundations for my plus ladies. And um, it was just, it was awesome. It was a awesome And I experience. saw you had, too, uh, a representative for Miss Plus USA on your I channel, I sure too. did. Miss you know, Freeman. I like that because you know why I like that because everybody that attended your workshop might not mm-hmm. be agency material, and I think it's Correct. important to show other opportunities and options. Right, which is also why I had Shantae there, uh, who is a blogger at Everything Curvy and Cheek, and she spoke to them about the blogging aspect and, and styling aspect. You know, other we spoke about other jobs that you can do within the industry. That's why I had Asia Monet there to speak about being a fit model um, because, you know, some people just do fit. Like there's so many different aspects to modeling that some people don't even realize they have that right. option to do. And um, it's good for them to learn that, you know, Here's the information about modeling, but if you end up not modeling, here are some other great occupations that you can do which still keep you around modeling or the fashion industry. 
Right. I think that's fabulous. Now, what was the biggest misconception did these women in attendance have about plus-size modeling? Hmm. Biggest misconception. Well, I know a lot of them were surprised to find out that, you know, we don't get paid every two weeks. We get paid sometimes two to three months after a job. Uh, That was a big thing. Um, Also, misconception. Hmm. I think a lot of them had questions regarding, you know, what should my pictures look like? How do I find out about agencies? And how should I look when I go to meet an agency or open call? There were lots of questions regarding that. I think some some people just weren't sure what to do or how. Like, how do I jump start it? Right, right. And that's what I wanted to get into. Like, uh, do, you, do you think some people feel like you can be a, a, a big model overnight and they don't know of the time and work it takes to be a successful model? Yeah, I think a lot of them learn that, it, you know, and modeling is an investment. You spend a lot of money to make money. And I think a lot right. of people sometimes think it's very easy and it's not, not too much that you have to do to get into it and it's really easy. Mm, not so much. <laughs> you know, I remember it was someone who wanted to take her, their shoe off during the runway uh, portion. We were like, uh-uh, if you were doing the show, you would be in, you haven't even been in heels that long. You better keep those right. on and walk. <laughs> like, right. there's a lot of a lot of things that aren't so glamorous about modeling. I mean, exactly. I've done market weeks where girls will leave with, like, blisters and all types of stuff on their feet from walking. <sighs> um, yeah. You know. Well, are, well you, are you planning to take this boot camp on the road? I am, I am. I've had so many women reach out to me and say, oh, you need to come to my city, you need to come to this city. But I've just been taking inventory as far as, you know, who am I getting the most comments from. And next up is Atlanta. I've had a lot of women from Atlanta say, you know, you need to come to Atlanta. There's nothing here like this. So, you know, they ask, I deliver. So I'll be. Oh, so are you coming to Atlanta like officially where the date is set, or is this just in the beginning talks? This is in the beginning talks, but it's going to be in the spring. Okay. I pretty much already know who I'm going to connect with um, in Atlanta to handle it. I've already had people tell me they would love to volunteer just to help, you know, me come to Atlanta and do the boot camp, which is amazing to me. Um, yeah, that's exciting. It is. It's been so much support that it's, I mean, it's really just mind-blowing. So much support and so much love, and um, I'm excited. I also have a posing class that I'll be doing here in New York because uh, a lot of the women, a lot. Uh, uh, one of the things I always see with a lot of aspiring models is they don't know about different angles and poses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why would some, why is it, you know, this, your eyes shouldn't go this far in this shot or, you, you know, I need to see your neck or, you know, just different angles, learning your best angles. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm going to be teaching in my posing class. My posing class will be, uh, you know, test shoot, posing, um, you know, the difference between commercial 
posing and editorial posing, and mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to continue to branch it out. That that will that class will also be in New York, but in the spring. Now, if somebody is listening and want to bring you to their city, how do they go about doing so? They can email life of a working model at gmail dot com. That's life of a working model at gmail dot com. Now, with your boot camp classes taking up, um, are you still going to model and add full time, or are you going to have of to course. try and juggle everything? I, I'm superwoman. <laughs> you hear me roar? <laughs> yes. The, well, I mean, the, the great thing about doing a boot camp is. I don't have to give extensive uh, classes. I'm crashing everything into one session. That way it leaves opportunity for me to still work and do, you know, things that I love to do, (laughs) which is modeling, which is acting, which is hosting. So, and, I mean, I've just always loved to work, so it's it's no big deal to me. As far as your personal career, do you have anything coming up we can be on the lookout for? Yes, I do. Um, oh, gosh. I just shot the swimsuits for Ashley Stewart, and the swimsuit shots are just amazing. They'll be releasing those online because they pretty much do their swimwear just online. So okay. those pictures should be coming out really, really soon. And... Um, I recently today just made the ten most popular plus size models on Daily Venus I Diva. Saw that. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And um, I'm also going to be going off to London next month. I'm uh, one of the headliners for British Plus Size Fashion Week there, so I'll be ripping awesome. the runway in London. And, and I thought it was uh, in a calendar too out there. Yes, I did uh, the first curvy calendar ever in the U.K., and um, that released um, this January. And it's with all models from Hughes Models, which is my agency in London. And, you know, I'm just proud to be a part of history. Yeah, well, you go, girl. You are doing big things. I'm so proud of you. Continue success. And, um, again, if anybody is interested in following your career and keeping up with you, the best way is to do so. Uh, I'm going to repeat it again. If you want me to come to your city, please send an email to lifeofaworkingmodel at gmail.com, as well as we have the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash lifeofaworkingmodelbootcamp, as well as um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Lyric which is spelled L-I-R-I-S-C. And uh, Lyric on Twitter as well as Instagram, uh, Facebook, you can find me under the same. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Hope to see somebody well, in London. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Continued success, and I can't wait to to see your boot camp all over the place. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much, and congrats on your, your t- was it a TV role you just did? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to take it down. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Well, we'll be in touch. I'm going to email you after the show. Okay, great.
All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Janice. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And last but definitely not least is Jessica Kane. Jessica Kane is a mother, wife, spokeswoman, entrepreneur, and a blogging pioneer who has been recognized by USA Today, CNN.com, and CocoPerez.com as an influential plus-size style blogger challenging the ideal that big girls can have style with her blog, Life and Style of Jessica Kane. She is a confidence crusader who has created a fashion media empire from empowering women to love their bodies and dress fashionably, which earned her the 2012 Portland Business Journal Woman of Influence Award. She's also the executive director of Portland Fashion Week, which is the longest-running fashion week behind New York and L.A. She's the creator of the Full Body Photo Project, as seen as you as seen in USA Today and CNN, and the owner and creator of Scorch Magazine, the world's largest plus-size style blogger network. Let's welcome Jessica to the show. Hi, Jessica. Hello, Shanice. (laughs) How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having me on the show. And congratulations on the Shanice Lewis show. (laughs) Thank you very much. I'm excited to have you on. Now, growing up, did you always have a positive body image and um, high self-esteem, or was that something that you struggled with and had to grow into? Oh, gosh, no. I definitely grew into that one. I grew up with a horrible self-body issue, and I really, I was miserable. I don't think, it was funny that I actually was so miserable I was in um, a marriage that was miserable, and I just had no confidence in myself. And then somehow, I was around 24 years old. Um, Maybe I just started growing up a little, but I ended up moving to Portland and divorcing my ex-husband and then meeting all these other people. And then the day happened. I was in the mall, and I walked into a torrid. And I tell you what, Shanice, that opened up the world because – I looked, I was always in track suits and silver tab jeans. That's all I could find that would fit me in the little town I lived in. So if it wasn't for Torrid, opening my eyes to, wow, I can wear anything in the store, that got me excited. That got me excited about fashion and what I could do and and feel confident. And that's where Scorch kind of, that's where that all started from was me wanting to share that excitement to other women who just didn't know there were things out there. Now, your first project you just mentioned uh, with Plus Sizes was Scorch Magazine. Um, And what was Mm -hmm. the original concept behind the magazine? Did you feel there was a void in the Plus industry that you weren't seeing? Oh, yeah. At the time, I mean, we all worshipped mode and what it attempted to be, although even for me at the time, it was an older demographic. And... When I again, when I went into Torrid, I was like, "There's nothing sexy, young, fresh that for the plus size woman." And at the time, that was a 2006. That was before blogging and anything. That was when MySpace was kind of coming around and becoming popular. And at the time, there was just nothing. We had maybe two websites, but there were more forums. There was no digital content to inspire you like a magazine. And 
so when you came out with Scorch, um, is that how you discovered the plus size community through promoting the magazine? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because you were in our debut issue. <laughs> so yes. when we got excited and we're like, we want to do this, uh, I, admittedly, we didn't know anything. Or, I mean, Carrie, my, the other founder of Scorch, and I didn't know anything except we had a hope and a dream and we wanted to do something great. So we did our research, and thank God for MySpace at the time because that's really how the community connected. And you could tell right. at the time, like, the top eight friends of so-and-so, and it usually is like, oh, who are they? <laughs> and you follow right, the breadcrumbs right. and get to know everybody. Now, we had an interesting conversation once about the PLUS community. And at the time, you told me that you didn't feel the PLUS community was inclusive and you didn't totally mm-hmm. feel connected. Do you still feel that yeah. way? You know, I I do. Unfortunately, as in life, there's always going to be different camps and groups of people. I think it's a natural tendency to kind of group ourselves. I definitely have seen a lot of resistance, just me personally, um, in the Plus community when it just comes to other digital magazines and 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 even the bloggers sometimes. And I feel like it all stems from the problem of competitiveness. There's so few opportunities that it turns our community, which I believe the definition of a community is a lot different than what we have right now. What we have is a bunch of groups of people who are doing business. And you can't have a very good community if you're doing business to compete with one another. It almost makes it impossible. And so, uh, you know, they're all fighting over, like, you know, three advertisers who actually have money who want to spend anything. And I think the only way that that will lessen with, with all of us and that competitiveness hopefully would not be so drastic would be more opportunities and more advertisers. And then there's more in the pool, you know, for everybody to share, and it doesn't feel like you're having to fight everything about it. Mhm, mhm. And so you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of groups of people or cliques mm-hmm. in the plus size community. Oh, yeah. Do you think those yeah. cliques sometimes uh, hurt the amazing work that we could all be doing together? Are you kidding me? Of course, it's a no-brainer. I have tried, I, and you know, it's it's funny. I think try not to name names and all that, but let's get real. <laughs> um, Scorch as a as a magazine and as a team, we have reached out the Olive Branch to every single digital publisher, blogger. We support everyone and everything because that's what we believe the community should be doing. And unfortunately, some of the biggest um, influencers and people in our community um, I don't know. I don't know what it is that makes them not be as inclusive to everyone else. But for me, it's I, I think it's a bit disgusting because it's it's a it's so hypocrisy. I mean, it's it's a bit suffocating that we tout this plus community, yet that plus community person will only talk about certain people that they want to talk about. And to me, that's not how you do it. So you also, besides working in the plus community, you work with mainstream projects and uh, mainstream events. What do you think is the biggest difference with trying to work in the plus community on events and projects mm-hmm. and in mainstream? Mm. 
You know what's crazy? I get more acceptance in the mainstream media and groups of people. I don't really know why. Um, I don't know if it's like, a, again, the competitiveness or I have no idea. But I feel like, and maybe it's just the way media um, plays women against women, so we're naturally feeling like, oh, I have to be prettier than her, better than her, have more fans than her. And I don't buy into that crap because I'm in marketing and branding, so it's just disgusting to me because I can see it a mile away. But I think that there's this artificial um, confidence that comes from having more fans and having more likes and yada, 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 um, that that's where certain people or places try to validate themselves. Um, mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, which is why I think the plus community is harder, because we care about that. You know, most of us care. And in the other world, they don't give a shit. They don't care. It's like, just do your thing. You just do your thing. And so I think in the other world, for me, I have seen, especially in the Portland Northwest, um, not everybody's, like, looking at each other all the time, worrying about everyone else. They're just staying in their own lane and just going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you mentioned uh, Portland Fashion Week, and mm -hmm. you – are the executive director, correct, of Portland Fashion Week, which yeah. is a major accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And you have been able to incorporate plus size successfully yeah. into a mainstream fashion week. Don't you think, uh, well, <laughs> so let me tell you, let me tell you this. I know where that was going. Know I'm about to say, don't laugh. <laughs> But someone mentioned, you know, was discussing you to me, and they said, you know, uh, Jessica Kane is a plus-size woman. She's over a mainstream fashion week that included plus, and that should be celebrated in the plus-size community, and everybody should be mm -hmm. talking about it and bigging her yeah. up, and they're not, they're not giving no. her any shine. Do you feel that same way? Oh, of course. It's uh, Listen, I think silence is the um, loudest thing, really, is when you don't say something. But if I lived my life caring about that crap, I would be, like, sad and depressed all the time. And I don't know. I, I Truly, truly, Shanice, of course it will bug me, but I'm not going to spend my life worried that, you know, I didn't get a shout-out from so-and-so and they didn't recognize me for this and that because that's not what it's really all about. What's really about was giving Uteri Khmer, and she was my plus designer, that platform that was unprecedented had never happened. And it wasn't some gimmick like um, What's-His-Face in Paris. What was that one show about? It's like the dancers, the college kids. Um, and it wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't anything. And you know what? Those women had a standing applause from over 1,200 people. And it wasn't because... It was some like, oh, we got the plus girls in a straight show. It was because they nailed it. And you know what? I didn't tell one person it was a plus size show. They just were on the runway, and the audience didn't even know. It was so – I just get chills thinking about it. So if someone in the plus community doesn't want to recognize that, that's their own problem. I don't really care because we got major coverage for Uteri and the major mainstream fashion set up and noticed, and that's what – you know, that really matters for me and for her line. Um, right. Again, I guess that community, that community word comes into play, doesn't it? <laughs> right. So 
you also had another a major uh, accomplishment recently. You became president of Film City Portland. Now, explain to me what that organization is. Oh, yeah, the Femfessionals. That is a networking group for women, and um, it's for business women. And it's just um, just a you know, I think especially as an entrepreneur in the Portland market. There's not enough networking opportunities for the 20, 30-something professional women who are just out there kicking butt and, you know, slaying it because we're the millennials, I guess. (laughs) So it's nice to have an organization that's built around that and understands who we are. And to be asked to be the Portland president and really start their chapter over here because they're in, oh, gosh, sorry, we're in Canada and started on the East Coast, and so they're really growing their business. Um, so I accepted it. It seemed like a great opportunity. And everything I do revolves around trying to get groups of people to come together and celebrate something because at the end of the day, that's what makes me tick. That's the stuff I live for. So that's why think, I love do doing it. Do you think sometimes you misunderstood? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I don't really know why. I Look, I'm not going to lie. I come out and I definitely – I don't mess around. I mean business, and I'm going to come out and kill it and do the best I can. I'm competitive, of course. I like to win and yada, yada. But there's also that part of me that, um, I don't know, I, I was that kid in high school that was made fun of all the time and all through my life, and I'm very, very much like the underdog in a way in my life. And it's hard when you fight so hard for something to be a part of something to support something and to not be accepted, of course that's hard. And it kind of goes against everything that we're trying to do. So in essence, I almost want to scream from the rooftop and say WTF and really call out, you know, make, make the call outs and say, what the hell is wrong? Why? I don't get it. And I, I, that's, remember that talk we had? I was like, she needs to tell me, what is it about me that I don't understand? <laughs> Right, right. Well, and you know, it's not just you. It's a lot of people that can't get along. You know, it's a lot of people that, you know, should all do oh, whatever. Right. So we're not going to get into that's that. What, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, that's why I don't sit up and really, really worry about it. But I don't know. I, I just live my life. I have a very, I have a five-year-old son. I have a husband that works, you know, 70 hours a week. And I'm a mom, so... My focus is on those core people around me who who show me love and I show them love and we have reciprocal relationships. I'm not going to spend my life worried about making everybody who doesn't like me like me because if I did that, I wouldn't have a life. But, you know, at, at the same time, there are a lot of people that love you, love what you do. You have a great following. You're always coming out yeah. with um, new accomplishments. So at the same yeah. time, there, you still have a lot of love and support. Oh, I do. That's why I focus on, like, when I, my blogger, my blog readers and anyone who comments me or tweets me, I answer everything. And I spend my time, you know, talking to my readers or, or talking to people who I mentor quite a few women. And I, I do a lot of things outside the plus industry. And so I think that, um, I think that's where time is better spent. So what do we have for to looking uh, four from you in 2014, what, what's on the radar? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Portland Fashion Week Spring Edition is coming up in April, 
and then we have one in October, and that's fall. And I have STEM professionals growing the Portland chapter, and um, we think. Um, Scorch is doing amazing, by the way. I have to give total shout-out to Michelle from Zastig. She's the new social media girl, and it was her idea to do the Scorch crop top promotion. Um, rear incentive. It was, it was so much fun. It was so great, and I just – they're just doing so good at Scorch. So I'm sure those ladies have a lot of stuff cooked up as well. And um, anything else coming up? Any fashion events? Um, uh, anything specifically for plus size? Uh, uh, am I forgetting something? <laughs> no, I don't know. I was just fishing. <laughs> like, you're, so, you're stressing me out, Shanice. Um, no, I'm not able to make it to um, British Fashion Week, which I, I support Remy and Rianne a million percent. Those women are amazing. But, you know, I'm in production for PFW, so I'm going to have to be there via social media, unfortunately. Okay, so tell us the uh, your official websites to all of your projects, and how can we keep uh, <laughs> keep up with everything you have going on? Lord help me, I need something nice and easy. Um, honestly, my Facebook is the easiest way to just follow and catch up and everything. Um, and my Facebook, I think, is um, slash the real Jessica Kane. That's my personal Facebook, okay. but I have you know fan page. I don't get the links and yada yada, but Instagram and Twitter and yeah, I can't get into Twitter, but I really love Facebook. So definitely catch us. And also Portland Fashion Week um, on Instagram is really fun too. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I'm sure your interview is going to spark a lot of conversation, which is good. <laughs> so thank you for coming on. Thank you for being honest. It's been a yeah, pleasure thank speaking you. with you. Thank you so much, Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week, and we'll have more Plus Industry Professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at ShaniceLewisShow.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. And until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.